Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone, I hope you're all well. So as a lot of you know, I have just returned from my honeymoon, hence the fact I've had less content than usual over the last couple of weeks. Thanks to the Rona, my lovely husband and I had the world's longest postponed wedding, followed by the world's longest postponed honeymoon. But boy, were they both worth the wait. In fact, I'm going to put up a recap of our beautiful wedding, which took place in December last year on my second channel, Daisy, in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that content announcement because I honestly cannot wait to share it with you all. Now as to how all of that is relevant to this video, the bottom line is that I am extremely jet-lagged at the time I am making it, which means I sadly do not have the brain power to do my usual analytical but amusing deep dive into a topic. As such, I will do what all YouTubers do when they are tired or pressed for time or are plodding through a slow news week, which is, of course, to react to woke TikToks. Because boy oh boy are they a never-ending source of content, let me tell you. Anyway, today's offerings are your usual combination of the disturbing, the strange, and the downright perplexing, and all, of course, are completely hilarious. So, let's begin, shall we? The thing that gets me about the anti-trans conservative rhetoric around like puberty blockers for trans kids is that if they really did care about making sure children weren't being mutilated or weren't being like coerced, they would be the number one advocates for puberty blockers. Not only because they're empirically supported and because they were developed for cisgender people, but because they would realize that forcing somebody to go through a puberty with a dominant hormone that is misaligned with your actual gender, that would be, by their terms, mutilation. Because imagine if we sat a bunch of 13-year-old cisgender boys around and we were like, hey boys, um, we know that you're boys. And we know that you've been boys as long as you've been alive and it's very clear to us that you are boys, but we just wanna be so sure. So we're actually gonna make you go through estrogen-based puberty instead. So that way, like, when you get to the end of that road and you're 18, you can decide if you still wanted to be that boy that you, you know, always showed signs that you were. Can you imagine if we did that, that would be fucked up. But that's literally what you are doing to trans kids. Because forcing somebody to go through a puberty with a dominant hormone that is misaligned with your actual gender is a forced mutilation by conservative standards. So you would think that they would be the number one advocates for blockers and go, oh my gosh, yeah, why don't we like put a pause on this so that way you can decide and like in a couple years see how you feel. Like, I just wish they would shut up. That makes no sense. Like, 
that kind of logic or whatever that person thinks they're saying actually makes no sense. Like the, 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 the types of leaps and bounds that person has had to go through to actually come to that, you know, so-called conclusion are fairly extraordinary. That is a dreadful justification for puberty blockers, etc. And trust me, I have heard some doozies, but that one is by far the worst. Caitlyn Jenner is a man, a Republican man, stuck in a woman's body. Now, I don't like to misgender anyone, but in this case, it's truly what it is. She is a Republican man stuck in a woman's body in the sense of her mind is still a Republican man, and she's going to spit out shit out of that mouth that is that of a Republican man. Doesn't matter what her body is. She's still that Republican man. She's just in a woman's body. <laughs> this, okay, this is, this is beyond identity politics on steroids. This is the logical conclusion of identity politics, which is to go round in such a wide circle that eventually it comes back and bites itself on the tail. I mean, this person is doing, and, and this person sort of self-confessedly like says it. They're doing what in, you know, the mind of the left a transphobic person does, which is to refuse to recognize the preferred gender of a person, in this case, Caitlyn Jenner. So if anyone else had said that about Caitlyn Jenner or, or any other trans person, they would be howled down as a terrible transphobe. But then, of, of course, because Caitlyn Jenner has the wrong political views, it's okay to proverbially misgender her. And this is like, this is what the left does. This is when we know they don't care about people, they just care about politics. It's when they degrade to the max the groups that they, you know, feel supposedly need protecting, whether it's women or it's gay people or it's trans people or it's black people, whatever. Just, just look at any leftist who has called a black conservative, and please pardon me, saying the word because it's a dreadful expression in Uncle Tom. You look at every feminist who goes on and on and on about online misogyny and how terrible it is, but is the first person to abuse and degrade conservative women for daring to speak their minds on the internet. Um, you, you look at this example here where this person is being like self-professedly transphobic towards Caitlyn Jenner because Caitlyn Jenner has in that person's mind the views of a Republican man. It's that whole thing, you know, you are somehow deficient as a member of one of those groups if you have conservative views. And the prime example of that was when Joe Biden said before the election, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. That was probably the most high profile example of it. Drives me insane. Okay, so the verdict definitely seems to be in on this one. Uh, trans women have periods. And that fills me with great relief because that was really scary pain that I've never experienced before in my life. The, the gut-wrenching, but it also fills me with quite a lot of empathy for women who have dealt with this their entire lives because I never could have fathomed that period pain was that bad. So good on you guys for living. I hope you guys have a nice day. We covered this. I, th I thought that this this thing was over a couple of weeks ago, but it, of course it's going to keep popping up. 
Trans women do not have periods. I made a whole video, I mean obviously, I made a whole video about this a few weeks ago. The justification they give for so supposedly having periods is that apparently the hormones that they take cause certain cramping in the abdomen. So they say, well, uh, we might not have the bleeding part, but the pain part is the period, whereas the, the blood part is the menstruation side of it. Newsflash, as anyone who has half a brain knows, Period is short for menstrual period. Menstruation involves bleeding plus the, you know, the cramping and the mood swings and all that kind of stuff. Having one, which is the pain and the, the cramping and possibly mood swings, I don't know, is not the same as a period. You have to have the shedding of the uterine wall. Like it's part of the whole left wing thing of redefining words to suit them. I have no doubt that their hormones, you know, can cause cramps and all those kinds of things, but don't say it's a period because those are similar um, symptoms to irritable bowel syndrome or constipation. You know, there's an awful lot of things that are, you know, abdomen cramping is a symptom of. I mean, seriously, if you had told me in 2016, when I started writing about the regressive left and politics and culture, etc., then in 2023, I would unironically be trying to explain that trans women don't have periods. I would have laughed at you and said, oh, heavens, heavens above, it'll never get that extreme. Well, guess what? It's 2023, and here we are. As the name implies, a he-him lesbian is a lesbian who uses he-him pronouns. This could be for multiple reasons. One could be a cis woman who uses he-him pronouns, or a non-binary lesbian who uses he-him pronouns. The most common reason why people argue against this is because they think using he-him automatically makes you a boy, which isn't true. Pronouns are a form of gender expression. So just like how a lot of lesbians present very masculinely through clothing, he-him lesbians present masculinely through their pronouns. It's just like somebody wearing a suit. Okay, I thought the whole point of using he, him pronouns was that you are a boy and that that's unquestionable. Like, th this is sort of veering off course. It's like I said, sort of the logical conclusion of identity politics is that it'll eventually, it'll eventually just go around in a circle and bite itself on the tail. Like, ah, there aren't, like, how, how do I even react to, to this sort of circular Thing. I tell you who would have a lot to say about this is the wonderful YouTuber Ariel Scarcella, who, who is a lesbian and is constantly speaking out against these wokies, muddying what lesbians are and the definition of lesbians, etc. I reckon I will send this TikTok to her and, uh, and, and, and see what she has to say about it, because she will articulate it much better than I can, let me tell you. You ever notice how women get blamed for everything that men do? Right? Like, a man will cheat on his wife, and instead of holding him accountable for his actions, they'll be like, well, why was his wife not doing her wifely duties that he felt like he needed to step out? Or, like, a woman will get assaulted, and they'll be like, what was she wearing? Why, how much did she have to drink? Why was she there? Or, like, some psycho will commit a mass shooting against everybody, and in his manifesto, he'll be like, girls were mean to me, and they wouldn't talk to me. And then they'll be like, well, if women had just shown him some attention, then he wouldn't have been so angry. Or they'll blame the mother. Ugh, that one's rich. Did you know that most violent offenders are raised by single mothers? Like, just completely gloss over the fact that the father wasn't even around, that he actually made the choice to leave and not raise his own child, but we blame the parent that stayed. It's just, it's just amazing to me. Like, name a thing a man does and I guarantee you women get blamed for it somehow. Cue the triggered men in my comments, by the way. Okay. 
literally nobody says the vast majority of things that she just said that people say. And if they do say it, they get widely, hugely derided for it and just justifiably. I, I, I mean, like, th this is what I keep saying about third and fourth wave feminists, particularly third wave feminists. They keep fighting culture war battles that have already been won because they, generally speaking, know they really don't have much else or really anything to complain about. So they just keep like rehashing the old stuff and pretending that that's still like a thing when people are like, well, no, no, we, we, we agree with you that you we shouldn't blame women who are sexually assaulted for what they're wearing. No, we, we agree with that. The only thing, for instance, um, well, think about it, the, the when she says, you know, people blame the mothers and say, you know, most mass shooters are raided by single mothers. She's, she's misinterpreted that. They're not actually blaming the mother. It's a comment on the lack of a father and how absent fathers uh, can cause terrible problems in children. Hence the fact that apparently most mass shooters are raised by single mothers. It's not a comment on the mother. It is actually a critique of the lack of a father uh, for whatever ever reason. So uh, she, again, probably willfully misinterpreted that for her own ends, but... Oh, gosh, it's it's good to be reminded of 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 feminism, at least sort of the old-fashioned female-centric feminism of sort of 2016 and 2017. My my goodness, that was a real sad time. Uh-oh, do you still not understand what the word communism means? Even after watching my video explaining it like I was talking to a five-year-old? That's okay. I made you this video to help you out. The easiest way to understand what communism means is to ask the question. Who will own all the robots? Imagine a future where all of our food is grown, prepared, and delivered to us automatically by robots. Should those robots be up for sale? Would it be okay for a small group of rich people to own all of the automated farms that produced our food and run them for profit? A communist might say, no, that's not okay. They can use that as political leverage or get together and jack up the prices. If you could just press a button and produce 20 tons of apples, why would you need to get paid any more than it costs for the seeds, the fertilizer, and the water? People who develop that technology should get paid for their labor. But after that, we should all collectively own and manage the things that we need to survive. Do I actually have to explain why it's not a good idea to let rich people hold all of our food hostage? All right, so... This person is obviously unironically a communist. That is a very interesting explanation of communism. I, I think the, the visualization of the robots is quite interesting, but you know, I'll say it once, I'll say it a million times. Anybody who unironically believes in an ideology that has failed literally every single time it has been implemented or at least attempted to be implemented is not someone who should be taken seriously. End of story. Well, there you have it, everyone. My post-honeymoon jet-lagged TikTok reaction video. I do hope you enjoyed today's selection, or at least tried to. I certainly did, or, or tried to. Have a wonderful day or night, wherever you are in the world, and uh, try not to have nightmares from what we all just experienced together.